Well, that was easy. <laughs> Watch a shit show, y'all. This We are in plan about D or F right now. Yeah, boy. Talk about shit we show. We skipped over E, went right to F. That is like uh, we had enough shit to give uh, a colorectal screening. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I know what that's like. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, David. But the good thing is it's Friday, Junior. I was going to say. It's Little Friday. Friday, Junior. It's almost there. Thank goodness it's not a Monday. Oh yeah, that would have been too apropos for Thursday. We can we can stomach it because we've been getting punched in the gut for four straight days. So isn't that funny? Just the mind switch of like, oh, I can do this for one more day. Yep, totally. Not a big deal. Two more days, I've got this, and it's yeah. just a completely different mental change. Well, it's that easy. Our brains are so easy. It is. They're so easy. The brain is easy. That's that's why I like I'm like I'm screaming this from the mountaintops, going, why the hell isn't anybody listening? Oh my god! It's like that eighth and ninth and tenth rep at the gym. Like the first one, you're like, "Oh fuck!" And by the the eighth and ninth, you're like, "Okay, I got this. This is good. I can do the tenth, and then you're done." All of a sudden, my limbs aren't as sore as they were when just to get off the seat right. today, and and all of a sudden, I'm lifting weights. Yeah. I know. Amazing. <sighs> They say mind over matter, and you know sometimes we just don't believe it, but it is so true. Well, it's about being persistent. It's also about looking ahead and solving the problem. Uh, you're working three steps ahead of yourself, which leads us to the gift of the day. It is Thursday, September 2nd, Woo. deprivation, moderation, <laughs> abstinence, and humility. Here goes. A lot is revealed when you get your driver's license. Contrary to common belief, the most important asset is not dexterity, nor comprehension of the rules, nor is it even confidence. Just like in life, it's intuition. Didn't see that answer coming? We fixed that. So clever how you wove that concept of just intuition into the gift of the day. Yep. I wonder how many people caught that. The whole idea of, uh, did I see it coming? No, because I don't have any intuition. <laughs> uh. Burn. Burn on all of you. Burn, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and congratulations <laughs> for those who saw it coming. That means you might have some intuition. And this this is a good story. I was sitting on a break with a family member after working our asses off in the yard at my aunt's house. And we were discussing our kids behind the wheel. And as you know, my youngest daughter has been driving since she was, oh, 14 years old and has done extraordinarily well. I I have very few fears about her on the road. The opposite is true about a friend who I'll keep confidential, her her son who's driving. She's not allowing him to be on the freeway because he, yeah. He, he doesn't think more than just right here in the now. He doesn't anticipate. He doesn't have intuition. He doesn't look forward three steps ahead. Is it ahead. like one of those, as you turn on your blinker and look over your left shoulder, you're actually turning into the other lane I, as well? I think it's more of uh, you, you didn't really calculate that the exit's in two miles and you start merging over as the exit's passing you by. Yes. Or you're not seeing this whole thing lay itself out or play itself out in advance and anticipate what's going on. And that's 
been the key to my success in being on the roads, especially as I keep talking about in San Jose, because it's a real study in San Jose. You re- you have to anticipate even the most unanticipatable maneuvers because people are absolute idiots out here and will cross over into the median when they realize they're on the wrong exit at the very last second. And if you're in that slow lane, uh, you're right in their way. And they're not, they don't care. They don't see you. They're just going to come on over. No signal or anything. It's, this is so applicable to anything in life. You just nailed it. And I had that deep introspective aha moment as we're sitting there talking, comparing our children in their performance in school in their positioning in life in general I'm like, oh, God, this is truly one of those litmus test reveals, which is why I put it in the gift of the day, of your intuition is your most valuable asset in so many different respects. When you are doing something that is multiphasal, a multiphasal task, if you can't project three, four steps in advance and think about what might happen and anticipate what's going to happen and prepare for plan B, C, and D, you're on your heels, brother. In some cases, you're tipped over. Right. So therefore, the correlation between intuition and the number of accidents, real or, you know, like traffic accidents yep. or accidents in life, yeah, they correlate. Oh, absolutely. How many accidents have I been in that I could say were my fault? Uh, zero. And the accidents that I've been in were unavoidable in that the two accidents that I was in were sitting stopped at a stoplight. I had no way to get out of the way, but I will say this. And this was perplexing to me. I would be driving my car. I have a passenger and something would unfold in front of me and I would avoid it while the person next to me got in the accident. My passenger would say, Holy shit. How did you see that coming? And I would accept that compliment with gratitude. But on the other hand, I'm thinking, fuck how did you not see that happening mm-hmm. and my youngest is that person she'll say okay this person two cars up is going to merge over into the left because i saw them turn their head once or twice in the mirror and they they're they're slowing down and i'm like wow okay that is intuition that is seeing Beautiful. and making that assessment in a space of you know 10 13 15 seconds that could be the difference between life and death because the person in front of her is not watching, they're looking at their phone or fucking off, or they're just a normal mortal human being who doesn't have that intuition like the person I was talking about, son, and the next thing you know, they're in a collision. How many people do you know that are constantly getting in collisions, yet you've been on the road for 45 years and you've never been in a collision? You're like, okay, yeah. it's not luck, folks. It's not paying attention. I I agree, so I. it's funny. But the best lesson I learned in high school was from driver's ed. And it was always called the IPTI process. Oh, yeah. And it, I, we've talked about this. It stood for identify, predict, decide, and execute. And that's how they always explained a defensive driver. Yep. You're constantly looking out for any dangers that are around you. And I think that's where the smartphone comes in. People are just not attuned to any of that now. Right. Well, there's also, I mean, I'm going to take it maybe in the same direction and expand on what you're saying with the smartphone. The smartphone does most of, I mean, it's your surrogate brain now. It does most of the tasks for you. So you're not sharp at all. 
you know, you're not having to worry about a map in your lap. You're not having to worry about much of anything. So your your brain's basically on perpetual cruise control. It's totally on cruise control. And so when something comes into your path that's unexpected, uh, your phone's not going to be able to tell you, shit, <laughs> you better be prepared to create a diversion or take evasive action. But much like your computer, it just freezes. Right, exactly. And you don't know what to do in the, in the moment. So if you're you know, chilling, and I will say that on long trips, the reason why I drink a scotch at the very end of the day is to calm my nerves because it's exhausting because my brain is on overdrive and my youngest has that same gift. And I can't say that about everybody in my life where they, they're not completely focused, they're not into, they're somewhere else. And even though I can multitask and have carry on a conversation in the car, I am watching intently. I can tell you all of the, what's going on. I could tell you the people and the characters that are in the cars. I can almost tell you predictability-wise what a certain car is going to do based on just the look of the car. Like if there's a lot of damage on the side of the car, <laughs> uh, that, 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 that raises the red flag. Yeah, one step ahead right now, right. boom. If you've got a jalopy that's pouring smoke, I know that you're not the best decision maker, period. I hate to judge based on minimal fact, but observation can tell you a hell of a lot. And my youngest is actually even better at it. Yeah, but that's the difference. I don't think you're judging. I think, yeah, you're... It's survival. <laughs> you're, yeah. Yeah. You're observing. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just one of those things where you know that, that A could equal B. You know, I have to say this. If I see a, a red tassel hanging down in, in from the mirror, I give a, a wide berth because historically yes. speaking, that person's not going to look when they merge. And I just yes. OK. And, and I, OK, I'm saying this as a gerontologist. You know my feelings about the elderly. When I see a tuft of white hair just barely peeking over the back <laughs> of the front seat and the driver's side, I give them extra space. And it's not, it, you know what, it's really not their fault as much as it's my fault for knowing this and ignoring it. That's the point. How many people observe this and ignore it, thinking they have the right of way just like this other person Absolutely. does? Absolutely. Oh, such a good point. Well, and I, I got to tell you, um, my youngest daughter has it even further down the, the rabbit hole than I do. She'll notice license plates. Like, oh, this person's from Oregon. I can guarantee you they're not going to go the same speed that I'm going to go. Historically, Oregonians go the speed limit or five to ten miles an hour under the speed limit. And then you okay. see then you see a car that's got a New Jersey license plate. You're like, watch out for fucko. He's going to be weaving in and out. He's going to use yeah. his horn almost continually. You, you know that the style of driving is, is also correlated to where you grew up and where you learned to drive. You also, let's face it, the cars. Right, you see a Ferrari, you're, you're pretty damn sure that that person's not going to be sitting still, right? <laughs> right. And then you see right. you see a a hybrid, you see a Prius, and you can guarantee they're going to be in the fast lane going the, just the speed limit. So you knowing these things, observing them, seeing the correlations, and and calculating them and memorizing them has made it so that I am absolutely accident free in terms of something that I could have avoided. In addition, it's also, okay, it's Friday night and it's 11 p.m. What am I looking out for? The asshole behind yeah. me that doesn't have his lights on tells me a lot. Exactly. And that's, we've talked about the book 
peak before. And that's exactly what you've done. You've done, you've trained your brain for certain scenarios where it's just automatic yeah. in your head. You don't even have to think about it. You see a, a wavering mattress atop someone's car. Right you know not to drive close behind it. Even though it's your right, you're still safe distance away, you know you're not going to. You're going to leave more space. As a guy who has lost a ladder out of the back of his pickup truck, I can tell you I don't follow trucks with ladders on them. Yeah. That's pretty basic stuff. And how many times do you see a ladder on the road? Oh, all the time. Right. So you know not to follow somebody who's got a fucking ladder. Wake up, people. This is this is the obvious stuff. And you know, I used to get criticized by my one particular passenger because I would see a a judgment error or I would see an egregious act on the road, and then as I'm passing them by, I look over at them and I go, uh-huh. I could have predicted that based on who's driving. And then I was basically charged for being a chauvinist or a racist or whatever ist in terms of what I was seeing. And it's like, no, I'm simply taking inventory and I'm calculating out behaviors based on certain obvious factors. Which is a great segue into the homework. It's so obvious. It's completely just noting down, anticipating people's next moves, training your brain for the IPTI process, for the your intuition, anticipation, seeing how many things you can avoid in one day by pure awareness and anticipation. I love that. And you know what? It would be an adventure for folks. And, and I want to include... I think they will understand what you mean by your brain is tired at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think there will be this question of like, damn, why am I so tired? It's, it, it, it changes as your brain's training. It, it, it is tiresome. Yeah. For sure. It'll work overtime. That's, that's the idea, folks. Wake it up. Take it off sleep mode. You can apply this to business. You can apply this to... Most things, it, it's not just human behavior. You can apply that to animal behavior, right? Sure. Oh, there's there's a dog that's uh, got a choke collar and it growls at everything. Guess who I'm not <laughs> going to reach out and try to pet? Exactly. Right? This, is, this is some obvious stuff that most people are just completely, oh, dog bit me. It's like, really? <laughs> I mean, exactly. Nobody, nobody wants to be the douche that victim blames. But I have a caregiver that works for me. That has gotten in three accidents since I've known her. She's only worked for us for 90 days. I'm like, oh my God. Are, you, are you putting it together, sweetheart? This obviously isn't normal. And it obviously is not everybody else's fault every time. Even if they're Ouch. hitting you, it's pretty rare that you would get in that many accidents in that short period of time. And you're obviously not paying attention to stuff. Like I, I'm, I'm in San Jose. I don't start out. And as a new motorcyclist, I don't gun it at a green light because I see these assholes running the reds all the time. And they've got this look on their face like they had no fucking idea. Like when I run a red, I'm like, ooh, God, I'm tense. And I've got this look of I know I just fucked up. These guys are completely oblivious. Just la-dee-da. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. you're taking your life into your own hands. And this could actually be a, a life or death observation so yeah definitely do the homework do the homework yep yeah. yeah. so michelle at what point did you 
drop the mic. It was the simple reminder, being aware of what's around you. I loved your, when you see a gray puffed of hair <laughs> driving in front of you, get, don't get annoyed. Don't ride their ass. Give them the space they need. Get out in front of them. Stay way behind them. Whatever you need to do. It's a great reminder that driving is still a privilege, much like walking this earth is. So sometimes it's annoying, but you're better for it in the long run. Wow. I couldn't have said it more beautifully. And I, as one of those, oh, I hate to say it, but authorities that writes those letters to the DMV when I have an observation or a patient or someone comes to me and says, look, my dad shouldn't be driving anymore. I have to explain to them. It is a privilege, not a right. And the people on the sidewalk has just as much as a right to live to the ripe old age that you have time to hang it up partner. And another note on what you're saying and sorry to get into the details and specificity. I will honk at people that I could potentially teach a lesson and make them aware that they shouldn't act like that. But when you honk at an elder when they're driving, you're not teaching them shit. You're just going to scare them and they're going to veer out you're of the way nervous. and create an accident. So there's there are times when I will use the horn and there are times like when it's a student driver. I'm like, I don't think this is a good time to hit the horn because they're going to overcorrect. Similarly with an elder, I don't lay on the horn because I know they're going to slap the brakes on or do something because they're panicking. They're just barely keeping it together. It, yeah, nothing should be automatic reaction. It, it, you're right. Intuition plays a huge part in saving their life, your life, and or someone else's life. Right. Oh, and let me tell you, um, I've gotten called out for discrimination because of that. Uh, you're not treating everybody the same. I'm like, no, I'm not treating everybody the same. Do you want to know why I'm not treating everybody the same, everybody's motherfucker? Everybody's not the same. Exactly. <laughs> We're not all the same. There are conditions. I will treat a person that's got Down syndrome very differently than a person that doesn't or a person with dementia or a person that's older or a person that whatever you guys need to get over that whole fucking uh it's not inclusive no it's not inclusive we're all we're not all the same we're not thank god we're not all the same hallelujah we're not all the same so you're not all going to get treated the same love it there it is that's that's my that's my double mic drop (laughs) that was beautiful and now i have to say get out there Run, do not walk, and fly that kite. Ah, Yako Key. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement.